Welcome to Blaze Pod. My name is Ben. Uh, it is Monday, the fifteenth of January. Uh, I'm here today to talk a little bit about our nil-nil draw with Sheffield Wednesday on Friday night. So um, I'm going to talk a talk a, sort of about some of my feelings about this game and some of the, the thoughts I pulled out of it um, in a little bit. But let's first of all let's just talk a little bit about the the game itself. So pre-match. Um, actually, first of all, let me just say uh, I absolutely hate derbies. Like, I, it's it's something that ends up hanging over you for ages. The sort of feeling of dread going in is uh, really just unpleasant. I'm, I'm talking specifically about games with Wednesday here, of course. I mean, um, you know, I don't really get this way at all with games against, say, Barnsley or Leeds or anything like that. Um, as much as their fans may may wish that we did, um, but yeah, these these Steel City derbies they they're just agony. They always have been. Um, growing up as a as a kid, a school kid was was just a nightmare. Um, obviously, we had to go through like a quite a long period where they were in the Premier League and we were not. And then you know, there's been another spell where we've been in a league lower than them for five or six years or so. So um, yeah, when when we actually you know get to play them, it is. Uh, it is completely nerve-wracking the feeling of uh of dread for how you'll feel if you lose is is often outweighed by that kind of the incredible buzz that you get when when you actually win these games which obviously we we do almost uh, uh more often than not i would say um so uh yeah it was it was um normally i go into these completely dreading them but but this was a little bit different on friday um i wouldn't say this is overconfidence in any respect but i think you know, if you take a a balanced view, then you know I I think we were the favourites for this game. We're obviously at home, we'd beaten them four two away. Um, we kind of heard all week in the build up how Wednesday were missing a lot of um, maybe not key players, but players that have certainly started for them uh, a number of times this season. Um, we're obviously much higher than them in the league. Um, I think it was twelve points clear at the start of play. We're six. They were about seventeenth. Got a new manager. All these kind of factors. Uh, you know, I think possibly led to. Um, I feel like maybe this was more uh, a view taken by Wednesday fans themselves that United were going to hammer them rather than that being uh, a United perspective. I feel like they were kind of, uh, you know, trying to set themselves up mentally in case that actually did happen. But um, all that being said, uh, I did go into this thinking we've got a great chance to win this one. I was much more calm and comfortable than normal. Um, and yeah, I, I think anyone uh, being objective would say that we were favourites for this game and you know, a, a win was definitely not out of the question. So getting to the match itself, um, I think first of all, the I was really just blown away by the atmosphere. Um, it's been a while since I've been to a, a Steel City derby. I was uh, living away from Sheffield for a while. So my, my actual last one was, I think, in 2007 or 2008 um, when Alan Quinn scored the only goal in a 1-0 win. Um, so yeah, it's it, it was kind of a reminder of how incredible the atmosphere is in these games. Uh, obviously, it kind of exacerbates that feeling of dread as well. But, um, you know, I, I didn't really want my mind to turn to a cliche, but... Uh, certainly, as the teams were coming out and this game was kicking off, I was thinking like, yeah, you could, this is actually an electric atmosphere. You could you could practically see the air crackling with noise. Um, it was sat on the cop as always, and you know the atmosphere on there was brilliant. But you could sort of, even when nobody was singing, you could just sort of hear this this buzz, this hum around the stadium. I mean, when the teams were being read out, I I actually had no idea who was playing for Wednesday because um, you just couldn't hear it above the boos and you know the roar as the team came out of the tunnel. It was it was unbelievable, like a, a really quite a sort of 
uh, very special atmosphere. I think it's a shame we couldn't get the wind to go with it, but yeah, it was um, it was it was kind of uh, a, a memorable moment, I guess, of those first sort of five or ten minutes as the game got started. Um, getting into the game itself, I mean, uh, it, it was kind of quickly apparent that the Wednesday had come for a point, uh, which is you know fair play to them. That's probably to be to be expected, I guess, given our relative. Uh, league positions uh, and trying to hit us on the break uh, trying to you know force kind of errors from us from long throw-ins that kind of thing uh, and they did go close um, from long range a couple of times um, particularly in the second half first half I mean you know it was clearly quite a, a tense occasion on the pitch as well and um, you know not a lot happened to be honest in that first half and not happened in the second half either but certainly more happened after half time um, a key moment for us I guess was uh uh, the great save from the Wednesday goalkeeper Wild Wildsmith, um, where Donaldson uh, got on the end of a cross from the right. Uh, actually, having seen this again, uh, it was it was much closer to going in and a much better save than I initially thought. He sort of Donaldson kind of looped this header towards the far corner, and you know if Wildsmith had been maybe you know half a yard further off his line, he probably wouldn't have reached it or been able to push it away like he did. Um, then we hit the red card for uh, for Leuven's of Wednesday, uh, so he was sent off for a, a second yellow. Um, and I, I did kind of feel this at the time, that this may not actually change the game that much, just based on how compact and deep Wednesday were playing. Um, I mean, obviously you do get an advantage when a team goes down to 10 men, but I didn't think this was going to be you know, a complete game shift game changing momentum shift like uh like we saw when Fleck got sent off against Bristol City for example where one team was was clearly on top and then essentially they lost a, a key component had to completely change it will change shape or or style as we probably should have done but in this case you know Wednesday were was sitting so deep anyway and trying to keep men behind the ball trying to stop us getting into the areas where we're most dangerous um and that's kind of how it proved we didn't really I don't think we really stepped up the game too much after that red card. Um, it does sound like Ross Wallace could have been sent off as well. Uh, the the cop pillar was in the way for me on this one, which is it's amazing how much of the game takes place behind that single pillar. Um, I think if they'd been down to nine men, that certainly would have made a difference. But um, yeah, 10 men didn't really see a great change in the flow of the game, to be honest. And as I'll get to in a, in a moment, um, if anything, it actually... Um, coincided, if not led to, um, some of Wednesday's better moments of the game was actually when they were down to ten men. Um, I, I did think it was uh, it was pretty funny when uh, Jordan Rhodes got substituted to um, a truly resounding uh, rendition of of what a waste of money. Uh, almost felt a little bit sorry for him, uh, but but not really. Um, and then we hit the defining moment of uh, of the game, which is uh, Simon Moore's save from Adam Reach uh, right at the end, right into stoppage time. Um, I do want to just focus on this for a, for a moment or so. Uh, I mean, how bad would we be feeling right now if uh, if Moore had not made this save? Uh, the answer is terrible. I would still be feeling sick, probably, and highly doubt I would have the motivation to record this podcast right now. Um, so what happened here was... Um, a cross came in from Wednesday. Uh, Moore punched it clear and collided with Stearman. I think it was. It was also trying to head it away. Uh, either you know Moore's either winded or he's hurt his back. So he's he's kind of bent double, clutching at his side, at his back. Um, the ball gets sort of half cleared out to reach on the edge of the area. Uh, he chests it up, hits a volley. Uh, and Moore somehow uh, manages to um, stretch up and push the ball away over the bar. Um, the more I watch this, the better it is. 
Uh, Moore is like clearly in a lot of discomfort. I mean, at the, at the point of Reach controlling the ball, if you kind of, you know, look this up on YouTube and and pause it, the moment that Reach is chesting the ball, so like a fraction of a second before he hits it, Moore's actually on his haunches. Uh, he's got one hand on the floor. He's got the other hand on his back, and he's grimacing with pain. And then a second later, uh, he's making this incredible save. Um, it's it's genuinely one of the best goalkeeping moments I can remember from a United keeper. It's it's just an unreal effort to really get through the pain barrier. And you can kind of see it on the um, the reaction of the Wednesday fans behind that goal as well. I think they all thought as soon as Rich hit, Reach hit that, like this is a goal, this is the win, um, and more. Just you know, just pulled one out of the hat. So thank you, Simon Moore, for that fantastic moment uh, that you will forever be remembered, uh, no matter what you do for the rest of your career, just for that brilliant save. Um, so yeah, the game ends shortly after that. Um, I think overall, it's it's fair to say it's, it was not a great performance by us at all. Uh, I don't think it was terrible, but um, you know, not up to the standards that I kind of was expecting. I guess we created very little. Uh, crossing was particularly poor in this game, um, particularly down the right. Um, we just didn't move the ball very quickly at all, even against um, ten men, which was a big disappointment. Uh, we couldn't get Duffy involved very much. Um, Again, that was that was frustrating because I thought that would be the the key to unlocking this game. And um, yeah, like Bolton, we um, we struggled to break down a compact and deep team. And you know that's something that we really are going to have to overcome as we go through the season. We're seeing more and more teams turn up at the lane uh, and and try and play that way. Uh, and you know, if there's nothing wrong with playing that way, that's um, you know that's something I would definitely encourage ourselves doing. And in fact, I have encouraged that we do it. Uh, on a number of occasions this season, like that Bristol City game, for example, when we're down to 10 men. Um, but yeah, I, I agree completely with Wilder's assessment of this game, uh, which was that we, we didn't deserve to win, we didn't do enough to win, uh, and we could have lost but for a great save. So yeah, it was, uh, I think he just, uh, as he so often does in his post-match interviews, just just completely nailed it, basically. Um, I had a look at the stats on the game. Uh, you know, I'd had 67% possession, but for all that, we had a, an equal number of shots and saves to Wednesday. I mean, there was, there was a bit of cynicism about the way the opposition played. I mean, that's kind of borne out by the the number of cards. So they had five yellow cards and a red to our, our zero. Um, and they could arguably have had a another red card as well for Wallace's foul. Um, but that said, you know, I have to say fair play to them. I mean, they came for a point and almost got three. They they certainly didn't time waste as kind of egregiously as, um, as a lot of other teams have done at the lane. Uh, I, I feel in retrospect that they probably sensed they could get something more out of the game than the the point that they kind of set out to get. So, you know, uh, it certainly wasn't like... I've seen people saying, oh, Wednesday completely part the bus and we're just time-wasting and stuff. And, yeah, they played defensively, but yeah, I've certainly seen... I've certainly seen teams uh, play more cynically than that this season. Um, and yeah, it was kind of onus on us really to get that first goal and, um, you know, draw them out a bit. We weren't able to do it. The uh, expected goals for this game has Wednesday, uh, or had Wednesday edging it for actually a good hour of the game in terms of better, better and higher number of chances created. Um, and it was only really after the red card that we sort of nudged ahead of them. But that said, we're talking very fine margins here. Uh, neither team really created much of note at all, which is backed up by the uh, expected goal stats. As so 0.7 plays 0.6, which really shows what a you know what a rubbish match it was really in terms of attacking chances. Um, you know, I looked at uh, so I'm pulling these stats from uh, the website Experimental Three Six One as I always do. Uh, only two other teams in the league came out um, with a lower expected goals than that this week. 
Uh, and one of them was Sunderland with a, um, a spectacular 0.1 expected goals, which is not something I've ever seen before. Um, it's, it's barely possible and suggests they r- barely even got near the uh, the Cardiff penalty area in that one. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a fairly poor game in terms of uh, creativity. Uh, Wednesday obviously got what they were looking for in the end, but could potentially have nicked it themselves. Um I looked at the average positions of the two teams, so the the players in the two teams, I should say, um, and it was noticeable that uh, that Wednesday did change shape with the subs, and actually they were they were arguably a more balanced team after the red card. Prior to that, they were playing uh, they're playing essentially a back five with uh, Pudil tucked in quite deep, and then Morgan Fox essentially acting as a second left back with him, um, presumably to try and shut down the threat of Baldock and Basham getting forward down the right. Um, and then, yeah, while it was only 20 minutes or so after the red card, uh, when Boyd and uh, knew who came on, uh, they pushed these players much further forward than they had Rhodes and any of the other sort of attacking players as well. They actually had much more of an attacking threat after they'd gone down to 10 men, which was probably a reflection on the fact that we were you know, pushing forward more uh, to try and get a winner so they had opportunities on the counter-attack. Um, so we're looking at our own average positions, I mean... This is actually the most attacking I think I've ever seen us in terms of our positioning. Um, Baldock and Stevens uh, are virtually level with Clark and Donaldson on average. It's almost like we're playing a, a front five. I mean, it, it's remarkable. I mean, I've, no, I've never seen that before. And, you know, it, that's not to say, oh, we were, you know, completely dominant in attack. It's, I think it more underlines the defensiveness of Wednesday that their, their own fullbacks stayed very deep the entire game. And that allowed Baldock to, and Stevens to... Uh, to essentially occupy a position about 30 yards from goal um, on average throughout the entire game. Um, so, yeah, uh, just some final thoughts uh, on the game itself. I mean, you know, I've seen this uh, multiple times. The You know, Wednesday really happy that their reserve team managed to get a, a point here. I mean, let's just put that to bed immediately. Jordan Rose cost 10 million. Adam Reach cost 5 million. That's just for starters. Um, yeah, and... Uh, our entire team probably cost less than a quarter of Jordan Rhodes' transfer fee. Plus, of course, you uh, have to look back at what we did to their actual team of supposedly their best team uh, back in September when, of course, we won 4-2. If anything, I was, I guess, a little bit wary about the fact that they had some players out and you know, you got some players coming in who maybe had a little bit more to prove, uh, particularly with a new manager um, watching on as well. If if anything, I I kind of would have been happier seeing their supposed strongest team playing against us. Maybe they would have played a more expansive style as well, which we could have exploited. So I, I was actually a little bit wary about this kind of uh, thing that they've got some uh, less proven players in, I suppose, or players who had more to prove. It's probably more accurate. But the idea that, um, you know, we should be hanging our heads in shame because we couldn't beat Wednesday's reserves is... Uh, I think a very generous interpretation of events from from their uh, their perspective. So overall, uh, still City Derby, drawn nil nil at home. I think my overall feeling was definitely satisfied as I left the ground. I was you know a little bit disappointed as uh, a win could have been one of the best moments of Wilder's tenure so far. You know, completing the double over your neighbours who are in disarray. But I definitely left the ground feeling like yeah, I'll take that. Satisfied. Walked home in a. You know, a decent mood, woke up on Saturday, still in a decent mood, which is a long way off where I would have been if Wednesday had managed to nick a win, uh, which we, you know, given how much they celebrated uh, a nil-nil draw, 
uh, I don't think we'd have heard the end of it if they'd actually managed to win it. So, um, yeah, satisfied is definitely the word. <clears throat> no amount of throwing your shirt into the crowd and saying it was your reserves can can rewrite one very special bit of history from September 24th, 2017. Um, whereas a loss would have would have definitely taken some of the shine off that um, as much as I would hate to admit it. All right, so I'm just going to wrap up this episode by talking quickly about our new signings. So we obviously brought in, uh, in the last week or so, we brought in Ryan Leonard from Southend, who we've uh, pursued for uh, pretty much the entire time Wilder's been here, it's felt like. Um, also signed Lee Evans, a midfielder from Wolves, uh, and brought in James Wilson from Manchester United uh, on loan, who's a striker. Um, I know, I will openly admit, I know little to nothing about any of these players, um, apart from maybe Wilson, outside of what I have read online. Um, but they all fit the wilder mould. They are <clears throat> relatively young. They were highly rated by their clubs. Uh, they were performing well in a lower league. Um, Evans was on loan at, at Wigan from Wolves this season and was apparently, uh, you know, pulling up a lot of trees for them as they um, they look to be, uh, you know, running away with the league down there. Um, we didn't see anything of Leonard and Evans in this game. We did see a brief bit of Wilson, which um, which actually was a bit surprising to me that he came on instead of Sharp. Um, but you know, presumably Wilder knows more about him than than I do in terms of um, you know his likely impact on the game. It didn't have too much of an impact really. Uh, he had one relatively tame long range shot, which smacked a little bit of frustration at the time. I was kind of hoping to see us just you know keep moving the ball around into a a better area, but you know. Wilson's a, a good a good low risk punt in my opinion. Uh, he's a loan signing. He's got plenty to prove, and he, he is another option up front. Um, Leonard and Evans, I I'm pretty excited to see these guys in action. Uh, it sounds like we will have, you know, they'll give us a lot of um, of cover in midfield and potentially be able to, you know, maybe even surpass some of the midfield options we have at the moment. But I think the best thing about all this is that we're getting our business done early uh, in this transfer window. Um, and also on players who we've clearly been after for some time. I mean, I mentioned Leonard. It feels like, you know, he's 26 now, I think, or 25. It feels like he was 23 when we first started trying to sign him. So, yeah, give me this every time over um, scrambling to panic buy on the uh, the last day of the transfer window. Um, it sounds like Ricky Holmes may be the next person to uh, to join as well, which um, which would be good. I mean, I... Actually, used to watch him play for for Barnet several years ago, um, and he looked decent. But that was in League Two, so uh, his kind of evolution into uh, you know someone that we have high hopes for being a, a really good attacking midfielder in the Championship is um, is quite interesting to see. And uh, yeah, he, he was extremely good for Charlton last season in uh, the game at Bramall Lane, and um, looks like he would be uh, a good addition to the team if indeed that does pan out. Um, okay, so just quickly in summary then from this uh, the Steel City derby, um, now that it's out the way, uh, I do have this feeling of like, right, on with the show, on with the rest of the season. Uh, I feel like this game has been hanging over us for, for weeks, possibly even months, you know, that kind of thing of, uh, well, we won at their place, but well, there's, still, there's still a chance of revenge to come uh, in a few weeks, a few months. Um, but now they're both done. It's not hanging over us anymore. Uh, we got four points uh, to go with some unbelievable memories. Um, would definitely have taken that at the start of the season. I, um, you know, I was really just hoping for two points, uh, and you know, th- that would have done me very nicely. But yeah, I don't know whether this translates to the players and to the manager as well. But 
certainly for me and I'm sure for plenty of other fans as well this this one has been hanging over us for a little bit as a you know this could be amazing it could also be terrible but the fact that it's done now it's uh, it, it it feels a bit cliched but it's almost like the season starts now in a way we're sixth in the league we've brought in some new players we you know we have a, a fantastic understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of our squad we we can see some of the areas that we need to improve on the pitch, some of the ways that we've struggled to break teams down or games that we've been stung on the break when we've played a bit bit naively. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if we're still going to make the playoffs, but obviously we're, we're in that position at the moment. Uh, I think we've got a good chance and hopefully the new new signings will kind of help us push on into that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Um, relieved that we didn't lose to Wednesday is, is part, a big part of the satisfaction, I think. But, um, yeah. Here we go. We've got uh, a few months left, and uh, let's see where uh, see where Wilder takes us. Um, okay, that is it for me. Thank you very much for listening to this. Uh, like I say, a little bit disappointing we didn't beat Wednesday when their own fans seemed convinced that we were going to give them uh, a hiding of epic proportions. But I think the most sensible among us, uh, or maybe the more conservative among us, anyway, we're we're not um, not really expecting that to happen. So yeah, thank you once again for listening to this podcast. Uh, please subscribe, leave me a review, share, etc. Uh, and get me on Twitter at BNMKN. And uh, thank you once again. I'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you.